Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, I'm here. Yes, here. <laughs> there's been a lot going on in the world, a lot of uh, important movements happening, and we wanted to take the time off to uh, let that, those voices be discussed and heard at After Buzz. And so now we are back, and we would like to apply what we're learning uh, to Acting Class Weekly. And so I have two very special guests here. Uh, one, I'm going to introduce the man I know. I uh, and, and with a quick fun an- anecdote, which was I met Gabe auditioning for my play Psyche on Vine. Um, he tried out for the obviously uh, anyone who's on can see our show on YouTube. A very nice looking gentleman. Mm-hmm. So he's going out for <laughs> romantic type parts. Um, through a fluke, one of the nerdy, goofy parts went away, and uh, my partner's Doug and Kathleen, who said, oh, well, I, I know, uh, Gabe really wants to do it, and I was like, that's ridiculous. He, he's far too good looking for this role. He's a nerd, he's a goof, he's a loser, and that's who he's supposed to be, and he transformed into this part. He knocked it out of the park. Uh, people literally said, and I think so many times people came up, he's like, well, Gabe is the only person who totally transformed. It was something completely different. That he's the only one, like, when we come out after to meet people, they go, I couldn't recognize this man. He is so talented. Um, and it was odd because I was playing a total a-hole. <laughs> they could recognize me just fine. Checks out, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that started our friendship. We started work together, play us West in the comedy program, and uh, we're actually writing together recently, bringing some fun people under the stairs stuff together. Uh, uh, my good friend Gabe Greer is with us today. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Yes, thank yeah. you, thank you. <laughs> your personal touch on your intro. <laughs> Um, and then for our next guest today, a very special treat because I was I, not booked via this way at all, but a past after buzz host who I've known for maybe seven years now, yeah. eight years. I mean, it's been a long time yeah. um, and I'll never forget the first time I was watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy, which is like one of my favorite shows ever. And um, your uh face popped up and you were in it and I immediately slid in those DMs and texted <laughs> and was like, oh my God, I'm going crazy right I now. I remember, I was like, hey, calm down, girl. It's, calm down. it's Lena Green um, and I'm so excited to see how your career has even taken off post after buzz and all of that, but um, I'll never forget, I slid in those DMs then so I can slide in the DMs for Yeah, 
Yeah. Take me to dinner next time. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe after COVID, I need a little bit of a time. <laughs> okay, okay. As always, we have Miss Phenomenal Roxy Stryer and Mr. Fantabulous Jeff Graham, our producer. We've we've been on and off on this whole Zoom thing. It's good to have you here, sir. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, it's been a um it's funny when people ask me, how are you? I always say it's a bit of a loaded question just because it's such an unprecedented time, but I feel very lucky to have a job right now. Yeah. Um, I've just been spread a little thin. So um, if I haven't been here as much as I normally am, that will change once things slow down. But yeah. I'm always, this is one of my favorite shows I produce. So I love, love being here. Oh. I have a, a very early on question, Sean, that I'm yeah. curious because I know that Lena became a guest of the show today via Gabe. Um, so how do you guys know yeah. each other? Gabe, how do me and Gabe know each other? Yeah. Oh, oh, way back. Playhouse West days, I think. Well, yeah. I didn't know you were a Playhouse yeah, West. Yeah, I went to Playhouse West for like, when was that? There's how another section we did not know. Well, oh, really? Yeah, we've known each other for, wow. I mean, what, like nine, nine, no. that was nine, nine, eight years ago, something like that. Time. Is Are you trying to one up me, game? Because uh, Gabe, because I said seven. Yes. Are you I, like, I actually was like, "What did Roxy say?" At one one more, more, yeah. Playhouse West Day. That's what we'll say. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, acting class. Yeah. Acting class. Yeah. Well, before we get into our topic of being a black actor in Hollywood, navigating uh, uh, the pitfalls, the good, bad, all different aspects. We're going to get into what I normally do is uh, my week, Sean's week. Uh, We're both, we're all a little rusty on our voices, Rox, wouldn't you agree? So we're going to skip the song this week. Uh, But just to jump in, um, I've been talking about my online sketch show uh, a lot with my class and kind of with uh, everything going on in the world recently with Black Lives Matter and and people just getting very involved. um, We it just kind of hit, uh, everyone was just kind of spread out and involved in different things. The, our school playoffs West will be opening soon and our timing of, you know, an online quarantine dating show, that window kind of closed. So we came to the adult decision that we're going to, you know, shelve that project, uh, for now, probably indefinitely. If, you know, unless there's maybe a second wave and we'll pick it right up, but, uh, lockdown or whatever, but as of right now, and what was really nice is when I talked to my students, they really understood. At first, they were hard because you guys know Lena and Gabe at Playhouse. When you say you're going to do something, you literally put it up and do it. You just do. It's very rare that things fall apart. So this was kind of hard for some of the Playhouse students, but it was a really good lesson, and they learned about this business how so many things can fall apart for a myriad of reasons: fair, unfair, timing just tons of different things. So uh, they were very understanding and they all said that they learned a lot from the process. So that was one thing. And then I am in the midst of today, closing a deal on my first acting job since quarantine. I'll be flying to uh, Detroit and then shooting in Michigan for a few days in mid-July to do a TV show, Terror Tales, with my friend Harley Wallen, who I've uh, spoke about on the show. So uh, that's kind of the new stuff that's going on. And as always, TikTok. And like I said, uh, Gabe, and I, <laughs> Gabe and I are writing again, which is fun. We're writing skits for TikTok and maybe other things. So how are they going? It's really fun. We're doing uh, Roach, my character Roach from People Under the Stairs, as if 
you know, the house didn't really explode and someone moved in and he's still in the walls and dealing with an annoying roommate that has no tongue and lives between the walls. Nobody wants a roach in their walls. (laughs) But we're, I mean, we, we're having a blast. We, we have literally always had fun when we write together. So, uh, so convincing Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to gush about it. No, we have a great time. Yeah, a wonderful time writing. There's, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting when you find a writing partner that really uh, you you click with and you can just kind of vibe and riff with, and uh, that's that's definitely Sean. So yeah, so we have a good time. So all right, so let's get into the topic. The way I kind of structured this is that you know from because this show is a lot of the audience is for people in the Midwest in different who are not in LA and New York who are not in the hubs. There's definitely people who listen to that, but they're trying to figure out, you know, how to get here. We have a thing called the two year plan, setting yourself financially and stuff like that to come to these cities and stuff like that. But when you get here as a black actor, I just wanted to take it from kind of what the normal trajectory is, your acting classes, things like that. And really just give you, give us, uh, we're just here to listen and learn what we can for the people of color want to come here and give this a shot and your experiences as well so before we just get into that just give a brief 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 you you know your basic training Alini you can go first like you know basic training your journey and how you got here okay Uh, now say that again I just you know just your trajectory of how you started when you got here thing you know where you studied and and working and agents and things like Okay, yeah. Um, When I moved out here, I came from Texas. I drove out here with my sister. That was a quite a drive, never going back. I knew it wasn't going to go back after that. (laughs) Also an after buzzer. (laughs) Also an after buzzer. I was a host at After Buzz and I had a lot of No, your sister too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's in Atlanta now. So yeah, you should see um, and I first found Playhouse West just through looking online for schools. And I was very grateful to find that community because I made a lot of my friends who I'm still friends with now. And it was just a growing moment for me. And then after that, I just, being in that community and getting referrals from other people about other classes, I found um, Larry Moss, who is amazing. I would tell anyone, please take his class. He it's incredible and finding other teachers like that that are just around and have these dynamic voices and perspectives about acting and not just acting but the business and combining the two which is so important because for a long time people weren't teaching the business of acting and it's such a business and that's something that's very important that's what we try to do here is try to marry yeah and I'm, i'm really happy about these new um shows and podcasts that are telling people how to you know take the steps so they can cut out all that middle stuff yes. and not waste so much time because you waste so much time trying to figure it out which is your journey but yeah it'd be nice not to waste that time because it's fleeting <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. <laughs> so um it's just been a, a thing and i've had some great you know projects that have happened and i'm starting to create my own stuff because it's important as a black woman in this industry to, you know, to have my voice heard mm-hmm. and my different um, perspective, because they always want you to play this character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as um, African-Americans, we're always playing caricatures of ourselves. Yeah. And that's not something that we should 
continue to do or we'll never get out of those boxes that are being set for us that people are trying to keep us in. So I think it's just so important now that people are creating stuff. And that's what I've been doing for the past couple of years, um, shooting my own films, writing and creating and just yeah. teaming up with people to see what we can do. So it's been yeah. great and doing comedy and stuff. So it's just been an awesome journey. Uh, and Gabe, your, you, your, your journey in a nutshell? Yeah, so um, I kind of grew up in theater, but uh, my father, who's a social worker, but he's also an, an actor. He's with a Shakespeare company. And so I kind of grew up backstage and I always found actors to just be um, crazy people, but, <laughs> um, but really just like raw, honest people. And I was always like very much drawn to that, you know? all of their sort of especially like those those good actors who just like open themselves up here are all these like tremendously flawed people who kind of own that and sort of nurture that that in themselves and, and i was just always drawn to that uh as as a kid and then um uh, i came out here right before i turned 28 and um it took me uh few years of kind of really understanding what this was and then I found Playhouse West uh found a great community there uh started teaching there and just uh, you know I, I started a comedy group uh that, that did a lot of stuff and just kind of grew from there and then um you know and I'll talk about this a little bit more but um really starting to find uh material whether I'm, I'm writing it or or performing in it that, that that brings about some sort of change like really like social justice i i tore a social justice play uh, a couple of uh civil rights plays um all over the the u.s to colleges and i recently just did this wonderful piece called vivian's music 1969 out in uh, sedona and um it, it really just so that's that's kind of where I'm at. So I, I teach and and I love doing like theater and and things that make a difference right now. Awesome. awesome. I just want to add, it's really important to find your community. I think it helps you find your voice and know who you are as an artist. And it's in order to advance, you really have to know who you are and who you are as an artist. And it's that's just been one of the most important things I've learned along the way. So in terms of a unique perspective, uh, you know, a, a, a perspective of finding, like you found Playhouse West or finding an acting class, what advice could you give from your perspective as a Black actor that, that, that could be helpful to other people of color who are coming out here? I mean, I don't want to just say a Black actor. As an actor in general, you need to just try different things though you never know what's going to work for you unless you try it i think i went to several places bounced around until i found something that worked or i've taken things from different classes because i know a lot of stuff that i was thrown at me at different classes hasn't stuck with me but the things that did i definitely use to this day even on set or through auditions so it's okay. just trying on stuff like yeah. trying it out yeah i mean it's kind of it don't did you uh lena find it through personal referrals or were you literally just cold calling because mine were mine were always like groundling did out of a personal referral and playhouse west was a personal referral you know it's funny 
I love to do a lot of research and I love, like, I love actors too. And I love to research actors that I admire. And I always looked and that's how I found UCB. And I'm like a part of that community so hard. I'm like there every day. Um, yeah. And I found that through a bunch of actors that I admire on TV and the work that they did in um, the comedy realm. And that's how I've literally found most of my classes, just researching and looking online, seeing whose work I like and, I don't know, just going there. Okay. And Gabe, what about you for Playhouse? Was that personal? Was personal, or personal? When, uh, a friend that I worked with uh, said he went to this place, Playhouse West. And um, and 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 then I, I went in and audited a class. And I had went and audited a couple of different acting schools. Mm -hmm. um, and it all seemed very presentational to me now that's not to disparage any other acting schools but just what i what i saw it it just it was interesting because it was also presentational and i went to playhouse and just the the stuff i went there it wasn't the most polished at, at the at the time but it just was like this real like connection and i went that's 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 what i want just to clarify, like when, you audit Playhouse, when you audit at Playhouse West, it's the very big, you audit a very beginning class. You audit the very beginning class and it, and, and they just, they do some repetition and they do some scenes, but it just mm -hmm. felt so like actually people talking to each other. And I went, oh, that's, that, that was it for me. Well, it's like auditing a, a soccer team, but you go to their practice. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what this the whole Meisner thing is, is that you you don't play, you don't go there and, you know, get scenes and go on stage if you haven't, you, you wouldn't join a team of any sort in a sport and get thrown into the game. You, you have practices first. And yeah. this was kind of a new kind of approach with Meisner yeah. to not rush, you know, so many places just do scene work immediately, you know, and they don't give you the tools yet. I, I yeah, and, oh, go ahead, babe. I, I am uh, curious because based on something that you said earlier, Lena and Sean, your initial question, when you are looking for acting classes, and I guess question to me, Sean, Lena, Gabe, all of us, is diversity something that you are looking at in a class? This, this is a conversation that I've, I've ran into so many times with the classes because the best classes in LA, they are very diversified. And that's, I, I've never understood that or is it an, a marketing thing or are they just not getting the word out because they're very, a lot of the classes are very inclusive. Like you have to know someone or you, you've heard about it through someone who's already been in that class and that doesn't trickle down to mm. your um, diverse groups that just doesn't and so I've always had that question because whenever I've went to audit a lot of these top classes I've probably been one of two or three people of color in general yeah like in general not just black person but a person of color in general and that's always been really like shocking to me it's like these are the top classes like I've done the research these are where you're Oscar winning actors have gone and you have no people of color in these classes and it's disconcerting to me because it's like where where are you how are you getting that word out how are you spreading these this knowledge that you're giving to actors of all races 
And mm-hmm. so it, it's it's a question that I've, I've asked so many times. And even in different classes, I've asked teachers, I'm like, where's the diversity? Like, well, this is what we get, but how are you getting your word out there? Are you going to communities with actors of color and stuff and telling them about your classes? Because knowledge is power. And if you're not seeking this stuff or not, not aiding and getting it out there, then what are you doing? Like, you're, what are you doing? Right. So it's, it's, it's a conversation. Yeah. I've said this a lot. It's a conversation. Like, we're having so many conversations right now about diversity and about being inclusive for all races. And these are just conversations that we're just now tackling. And it's going to take time, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, here's, here's something to be, you know, uh, out, out of all the like sort of top schools that you just kind of go LA acting school mm-hmm. and you put that in, I don't know how many have like people of color as, as teachers there. Mm, you know? True. I know there's myself, I know there's Wolfgang at, mm-hmm. at Playhouse West, but here's the thing is uh, there's sort of this combination that happens, right? Because uh, there's sort of a lack of material for for black actors, right, as plays. And this is getting a little bit better, but but what I mean is that, so, so compiled with a lack of it, there's also a lack of knowledge from usually the, the people who are teaching that class. So they can speak to a lot of these, these mainstream plays, you know, the, the, the popular plays that I see over and over and over in acting class, but then uh, you want to talk about parts for for black people and and their sort of experience. You know, you can go August Wilson, or there's like Top Dog, Underdog, or or Crooks in Of Mice and Men, or there there's very sort of like limited parts. And and like Lena says, um, you see a lot of uh, black people playing characters of themselves. And, and also that's kind of what teachers also expect. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the industry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. I'm just, the industry in all, in general expects that. When you go into right. an audition, it's something that comes up. Can you be more sassy? Can you play this, right. what I have in my head because that's all I've seen or that's all I'm familiar with. And it, it gets frustrating because you're like, I am more than one dimension. I am a multifaceted person. Like mm-hmm. you can't just peg me down in one genre or one, you know, thing. So it's, to me, it's like, why can't we get out of those boxes? Like these boxes that have been created to put all of us in, not just black, not just Hispanic, not just, just everyone has been put in these boxes. And it's like, there has to be a time where we're like, we're actors, we're artists. We can break out of these boxes. We don't need to be in one thing. We're, we're artists, you know? So yeah. it's, it's imagine, I'm like, where's your imagination? Like, where does that come into play? Do at you this feel point? like, do you feel that it's the same kind of thing where you just need like to pick a lane, get in there and then like expand? Like, a, 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 is it Kevin Anderson? Anderson, blackish, what am I thinking of? Anthony Anderson. Anthony, Anthony Anderson, Kevin. Uh, but, but, you know, he came out in in uh, the, the Jim Carrey movie, then went into my God, Law and Order was so dramatic. Then back to comedy, and now he's doing dramatic kind of comedy. Do you feel the same thing? So for me, I had to come into comedy, then I found, you know, more dramatic roles. 
And then same thing. Do you still see that, like you were saying, Lena, comedy? Are you going for comedy first, and then uh, then you're going to do comedy and drama? Or- I mean, it's with comedy. It's in that realm. It's for some reason they don't. Even just being at UCB, there's not a lot of people of color in the comedy realm. So you really have to like fight to have your own voice and say, I'm not just this, oh, hey, hey, girl, bringing in the sass for that. I can be that quirky character. That's, I can do that, you know? So with comedy and being a woman as well, being in comedy, you really have to fight for those roles because there's there's so few, especially for a woman of color. There's so few you have to fight for those roles and and they still write them in a way that it's like, you're the best friend or you're the, the, the sassy girl who has the attitude. Give us some more attitude, which I've been told in an audition. Can you uh, give me more attitude or sass it up a little? I'm like, yeah. Black it up a little? Is that what you're, what are you saying? Is that what you're like? You're trying to, you know, be PC about it, but it's like, I know what you're saying and I need, people to come away from that like have more imagination that's what we're doing guys we're creating I've heard the other um I've heard the other like red flag note one of my best friends is an actor of color and he'll often get can you make it more urban is like the the veiled kind of like yeah I don't know like what's happening that we can't get out of that same role what like when we are artists who are creating it's like if you break it down, what is it about keeping people in boxes that just make people feel so comfortable? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause I, I speak to that. And it's something that I, that I was seeing in classes is one people not being comfortable um, with uh, sort of black people's emotion, especially not mm. black women's emotion. Mm. So it's sort of like you could see uh, a, a, a white woman and and then a black woman doing the same role, mm-hmm. but sort of when like and if it, a part comes out that's very angry, uh, there's sort of this unease with like mm-hmm. a black woman getting mm-hmm. angry and and sort of that emotion and and we talk a lot about you know people are, are talk about castability and 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 casting directors knowing what to do with you. And the unfortunate part is, is that we've been stuck in these roles for so long that in order for us to branch out of this box, they don't really, it, it's, it's not a safe bet to just mm-hmm. go, okay, people are gonna accept this person without being um, urban. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's sort of the note is like, can you be more urban? And it's like, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to like bring myself to this and I feel like I can bring something to this role, but you can only see me in this way because you know, oh, that's what works. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna play it safe in that role. So you guys are more established and like Sean said, a lot of our viewers are just thinking about coming out here or have just gotten to LA. What would your advice be to them then when they want a book but it sounds like it might not necessarily be the role. They might not be going out for the roles that they want to book because they've already been typecast, but then mm-hmm. is it worth not going out for those roles or how do you even advise up and coming actors? I, I say show up 
and do the work and that's all you can do it's not up to you to try to convince people to see you as you are once you get your foot in the door and you're able to start creating your own stuff then you can show who you are but just show up do the work and it'll come like that's honestly all you can do because people the thing that has been like a recurring theme and like all these classes and workshops have been and have been there's a lot of people who don't want to lose their job a lot of people afraid of losing their job and that's why they're not taking risks that's why they're not doing things that are not of the norm that they've been doing with these characters of color and stuff because a lot of people are afraid they don't want to lose their job so all you can do is show up and do the best that you can do and just do the work and that's all and then do you think like you're doing and i mean i mean this is what i tell all young actors who come out here cuz even I don't know when I when I started, which I'm much older than all of you, but uh, we just didn't have the option to create your own stuff. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to get short, you'd have to buy fo- uh, film. You know, to do a short film was like thirty grand because mm-hmm. you had literally the film. I mean, so would you say do your job and then just make sure you're taking care of your own voice that you want to do somehow, some way? like either in a theater piece or like I know Gabe you put up a theater piece at Playhouse West uh and and you've written monologues and things like that so you so you're saying maybe do that work and then just then express yourself the way you want to with your own material would you encourage that I mean I would and and that's something that I wanted to highlight that Lena said is she's making her own content it's 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 so important right now because the more that, and present company excluded, but a lot of people that I've written with before, as imaginative as they are, they lack imagination. So <laughs> I, if I'm writing with someone who is not a person of color, if I then cast people of color in certain roles uh, in a piece that we've written, they always go, oh yeah, well, should, <laughs> well, should, should people not like really uh, approve of their relationship? And I went, no. We'll keep the script exactly like it is, except for let's just hire a black person as the lead here and not worry about it. And <laughs> point out to the fact that, hey, this is a person of color. And so the, as, as much wonderful stuff is out there, there are so many really, uh, we'll say uh, successful writers who have a lack of imagination as far as that. And so until we continue to chip away and sort of change the whole like paradigm of all of this, create your own stuff, go in Mm -hmm. and learn as much as possible, learn about yourself, uh, what motivates you as as an actor, what kind of voice you want to have and, and do that. Um, And just know that, yeah, we we all are going to have to go out and do as much as we (laughs) do those auditions, do those (laughs) act urban and (laughs) You know, if if you feel that I don't want to do this anymore, I don't want to do this particular thing, then go out, create, make sure, get hooked up with communities that are creating the kind of things that you like. Find new and upcoming directors that you like on YouTube or or all of these things and try and reach out and work with them. Right. Keep on on that point. um, I have a question that just because I'm curious and I've, Never been a black person, so I don't know what it's like. What? I know it's crazy, crazy to say out loud, but it's just true. Um, When you guys are auditioning, typically are you auditioning against 
a, mostly black people also or people of all colors like what is the typical audition experience i mean we <laughs> Shut up. Um, when you're doing your <laughs> co-star and your your guest star roles, I mean, typically, well, I guess your co-star roles are against people of all ethnicities because they're just you're 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 moving the scene. You're just driving this scene. You're not the main character. Your guest star roles probably people who look similar to you, but I mean, it changes up. But until you're like going out for those main roles, you're basically going out against everyone. But there are times when it's just going to be the people who look like you. And that's always interesting because when they're right. looking for a role and they're saying a black woman, it's like they really have no idea what they're looking for. And so mm. it, it's always interesting when you go into the room, you're like, oh, oh, okay. So that's all we're doing today. Huh? All mm. right. You know, it's one of those moments where you discover uh, some things about yourself too. This is what I am putting off. This is how I'm perceived. Mm to the outside world of people who don't really know me, but they've just probably watched a reel or something. This is what I put off. And sometimes can be completely different from who you are. Happens to me a lot. That sounds like, incredibly frustrating. <laughs> incredibly, you know, because it's like, they don't see you as a multi-dimensional person. They see you as this one, one thing that you can do, one thing that you can play. And so you have to fight so much to get out of that you know and it's just it's a process it's it's a journey i don't get mad like this i say don't like this is a journey like we're all learning here i guess we're all learning so it's a process it's definitely a process Gabe, has that been your experience also yeah absolutely uh i i see the same people at the auditions all the time it's <gasps> like you know and and that i i do have to add that that's to two sort of things one is what we're talking about you know uh you will see the same black actors but the second point that i don't want to just gloss over is also this is like a long kind of game mm -hmm. for for most people you know and so you see the people who have really uh settled into the fact that you need to have longevity you need to stick it out and things like that so so there's one side that is that, but there is that other side that's like, okay, yeah, those <laughs> you they're filling the black role right now. <laughs> I kind of bouncing off of, Rox, of Roxy's question and talking about you know the need for longevity and sometimes just saying yes. I mean, a lot of actors face this where they're having to say yes early in their career to roles they might not be super excited about. Um, you know, one of the most important things on set is safety and feeling like you're being seen as much as you can as a whole person, but there's also navigating that line as a young actor of needing to comply with what a director wants. You know, with women specifically, we'll talk about red flags and men too, of like, if a director is asking for something that's sexually uncomfortable or there's certain safety lines that are important to monitor while you're on set. Do you feel like as an actor of color, there are certain red flags or things that you should say no to if a director is asking you something that are particular to your experience in your community? I uh, well, <laughs> I know for me as a woman of color early on, I was getting typecast a lot as a prostitute or woman of the night and a lot of those roles. And I noticed that pattern that was always calling in women of color for these prostitution roles or strippers and 
all that. And there, there's a moment where you're like, okay, is this who I am? Or is this a part that I need to play to express how, who I am as an artist? If you say no to that, then no. I mean, there are some people who are fine with doing those roles, but I know me early on, I was like, that's not who I want to be as an artist. It's not the type of roles that I want people to view me in because your impression, like how people view you, especially coming out the gate is how they're going to see you for a long time. So you have to be careful of that establishing who you are early on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where you, you do have to just take the role because you might need the money or this is your you need that guest star or co-star or whatever but there's definitely those moments that have come up especially as a woman of color where they want you to play these roles that are demeaning mm-hmm. very demeaning and you you have to say well no I think I'm uh, I had that come up with a major film and I just was like no and the they were texting me the casting people were texting me to send them pictures of me in a bikini and stuff and this was a, a prominent film that came out years ago and I was just like no like yeah. that's not acceptable mm-hmm. and it, it's those you have to stand up for yourself you know that's you got to stand up for yourself and know what you're breaking point is I guess well isn't there that isn't it also Lena what you're talking to is you're not just saying I'm turning down a role when these things are put on film they're they're around forever they're forever yeah and they are who you are they're an they are an extension of who you are as an artist as well so you have to be cognizant of that because you hear a-list actors talking about how they regret taking some of the roles that they've taken and that's something that stays with you because that's never going to go away that's forever so you have to be aware of that. Definitely. I think it would be different if it was a play that was running two weekends or, do you know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm saying. The difference is the permanence. Yeah. 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 And also, I mean, to, to Jeff's question is like, you know, young actors want a lot of this so badly and it's hard to sort of be firm where you're at. So I think it's important to come in and understand what uh, your level of, professionalism needs to be like Mm -hmm. show up prepared and and knowing things and just knowing who you are and and sort of what you stand for because there is a lot of uh there is a lot of damaging content out there and some people just don't know you know so you need to be able to go on a set and assert yourself very professionally and you know you don't have to be crazy or anything about it and storm off of set just say hey you know this wasn't something that I was uh told about I've had script changes in the middle of something that I was a part of and I go not only do I not think of uh, not only would a black person not say this but <laughs> it's also very damaging and I know you don't understand how damaging it is but I'm not okay saying this. I, I, I'm just not. And I understand it's the character, but what's happening is you're painting this in a, in, in, in a light that I'm not comfortable with. Mm. It, so, what, how has that been received when you have said that to either the director or whoever handed you the script? Usually not well, usually not, not very well. But again, it's not like it was in the script Right. And and I've had it for weeks and then I come to them and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm not I'm not going to do this on day when when they've paid a bunch of money. Now, the, the times that I'm talking about and it's sad that it's happened more than once, it's been like, hey, we just did this rewrite. And it's like, OK, this this is not 
this is a totally different tone and message than than was before right this is not what i signed up for you know have you found a lot both of you have you found bait and switches kind of like this that i've have you experienced that oh yeah um especially just being a a female in this i've had a director a known director actually tried to get me to come to his place and said some really racial things to me after I didn't respond to a way that he wanted me to respond. And I just, I'm, I have such a sense of humor that when someone's ignorant, I, I will laugh just in your face because I'm like, oh, your ignorance is funny to me. So I'm right. gonna laugh. And just, and that is, of course, makes people more upset, but I just, I have to respond as authentically as I can, but that, that has happened. And it's, it's unlearned, again, it's another, learning experience in your life as an actor as a a woman and this journey of you know trying to do storytelling and express yourself because it's a very male-dominated industry as of now we're still fighting to make more diverse roles for women and women of color and people of color in in this industry but it's just it's taking time it's taking a lot of time people yeah it's taking too much time but um, yeah. I mean, so so I guess I would say you you had said, and I guess maybe this goes into something you had mentioned that you wanted to speak about. Lena was, uh, you know, taking care of yourself and, mm-hmm. and mental health, uh, and you're saying because of all the stuff that's thrown at you that maybe more uh, than other people experience. How do you do that? I mean, you have to know your breaking point and you have to be aware of where you are at in your journey and how it feels. And if you're hitting up against a wall, that means something's wrong. You're hitting a wall because that's not where you should be going. Turn around, let's go the other way. And I think we neglect ourselves, especially in our community, um, of people of color. We Mental health is not something that we talk about and, and it, it Sadly, it's affected a lot of actors. There are people, actors that I found out that took their own lives. And it's, it's one of those things that it could have been prevented if we had these conversations. <laughs> There's so many conversations that we're having to have now. And it's like, I'm, I'm happy, but it's like, these are, these are conversations I've been yelling from the rooftop. Like, hey, we got to take care. We, we need to have these conversations of, do you need therapy? Larry Moss said this. He was like, every actor should be in therapy. I, I ha- I'm in therapy and people laugh at that. And I'm like, no, like you're right. an artist. You're putting yourself out right. there. Having a therapist to talk to about your issues, especially as a person of color in America, you need, like you need that. Do not neglect that because you think it makes you look weak or something. Right. Don't neglect that. And it's just, it's so important to, and we're just now having these conversations and so much damage has already happened. And we're still not even fully having these conversations about mental health in our community, which is alarming to me because a lot of people are suffering right now. I just know people who are hitting me up, like people are hurting. Right. And, and that, that's huge. I mean, and uh, I, I know as far as like the, the black community, uh, mental health is this very like taboo thing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it is not talked about. It is not encouraged. And it's, it's so sad. Like, 
go into therapy because uh, especially with all the things that are going on and we're keeping it talking about acting like the things that you have to sort of experience there is a lot of compound trauma that has that has happened and that is ongoing and that we're having to sort of experience constantly and a lot of people don't make sense i will say that uh i don't know how how much you are at anyway i I just saw an episode of dave which is on hulu and there's one uh episode that deals with um mental health uh of a black person incredible episode it was it was great and i just went oh wow this is this is something that's a whole other facet that's missing from the parts that that we play Mm -hmm. and 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 it's so interesting and it was mm-hmm. so well done. And I, I just thought it was like this beautiful and profound um, episode of, of, of TV. It was just this wonderful uh, piece of work. So it's episode three of Dave, in case I wants to watch it, that actor, <laughs> I can't wait to see what he does next. Gabe Gata. Gata. I think it's my favorite performance I've seen this year on TV. I a hundred percent agree with that. My favorite so incredible. I've seen on TV this year. Yeah. I saw the pilot and we're just, we just started getting into the show. Watch episode. Yeah. Watch that episode. I definitely want to watch that now. Where do you think that, where, where do you think the walls about mental health come from? Why do you think that, why is it a taboo? You both kind of stated that. What do you think that's from? Um, A lot. It's, uh, Sean, you're asking a much bigger question. Yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say anyway solve it in the next minute (laughs) it is just generation after generation of abuse and being Mm -hmm. told to fight through it and we have to rise above and be tougher and and we don't get that sort of luxury of going hey you're sad it's like as minorities in this country you have to just suck it up and push mm. through mm. because of the constant trauma and abuse that we suffer. It's just, and, 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 and access to it, you know, it, it's like access to mental health mm. used to be a, a thing and, and people don't know where to go to look. Also, Gabe, um, I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day, but there is an, a, a ridiculously small amount of, um, black therapists and, and mental health, um, professionals. And so I think that could be very challenging as well, but there's not as many people in the field. Um, and which comes from systemic racism for years and years and years and not having access to education and whatnot. But, um, I think that that could be very challenging too, because if you want to talk to somebody about who understands Mm -hmm. more about what you're going through and you're talking to, an old white guy or girl, whatever, they just might not. It's probably not the same. Won't. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not the same. You want to be able to have someone understand what you're going through in order to work with you to, to get out of that frame of thinking. Okay. And it's when you don't have that, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had this experience in therapy myself where I'm talking to my therapist and it's clear she's not understanding where I'm coming from and she's trying. She is trying, but she cannot. And right. that, it, you feel that, like you can feel that. And it, it's so important that there are more, 
people of color in that field because yeah. it's it's like on TV it's it's so important to see representation because if you don't see it how do you know it's there it's like if a tree falls down the forest and no one hears it how do you know it fell it's like you don't know and that's what's so like there's so many people who aren't exposed to different things or certain things that they just don't know like there's they just don't know and that's sad but then it's like seek out that knowledge. I've had so many people come up to me like, I didn't know this was happening in America. Right. You didn't, mm, right. did you not? <laughs> it's, it's hard because also it's like, there are some things that unless you are sitting and sort of completely open to a person of color and just going, all right, like, let me hear and feel your experience. Yeah. Like there are certain things that I don't understand how you could possibly understand it. I don't understand like how you could come from that angle. So I think that's a beautiful point is like the lack of uh, therapists that are people of color uh, is, is a huge deal because there are some things that you can't come at somebody from and understand from reading a book. You have to like sort of experience that and go, I know what your trauma is. I know what feelings seeing this brings up, so. Mm -hmm. right. Right. Yeah, it's it it's so systemic, and it's the you know my brother and I were just talking about the, you know America as the starting line, and the starting line just isn't the same. <laughs> your 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 brother or your brother? <laughs> my actual brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's, what it's, are you doing? <laughs> you knew I was going to do something crazy. Like that. No, it, it, no, but it's just so true. You can't, you can't say, "Oh, it's a fair race." You know what I mean? Like, oh, everyone just the choices are. It's like it's not the mm -hmm. same. You're telling me, you know, you can't go to therapy. Da, da 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 da. And there's so many short, you know, shortcuts that you're running into or walls that you keep running into. Mm -hmm. Because the answers aren't there. You, you're, you know, leading. You're saying everyone goes to therapy, but there's no, uh, not that many African American therapists. Mm -hmm. Then, then there's. I'll make I'll make this quick point to you, Sean, and and this is resonate with actors. Is like, uh, as hard as your journey has been in this acting, it's really hard for you to hear that like you've had it much easier than somebody else. Nice. knowing like how hard your struggle is that's like a hard pill to mm -hmm. swallow yeah people yeah that's a, yeah. That's a nice swallowing privilege <laughs> it's, it's definitely something god i'm glad you said yeah. but it's true it's but, true um i i heard a statistic the other day that 14 percent of people in the united states are happy that is a number 14 percent would identify as happy um, and so then you take a statistic like that and that's all of the United States. And then you think about the privilege and what the, the smaller percentages look like for people who have even less privilege. So um, I, I'm really glad that you, Lena, brought up mental health and that aspect of this as well, because Very useful. I can't understand um, what some of the things that other people are going through um, and all I can understand for me and it's hardest hell for me so I can't even imagine I can't even imagine what it was like what it is like to be a black actor it's hard enough to be an actor so yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine and that's the thing about having these conversations because they're so like as a black actor and I don't like to keep harping on these um 
conversations where we're like, it's been so difficult. We, we've been a resilient culture. So we're gonna rise above and keep pushing forward to make these changes happen. But it's just when you're able to sit down and have this dialogue with someone who doesn't look like you, who doesn't have your background, that's when we start to see change happening. When we can sit down and say, I don't get what you're going through, but I, I want to know. I want to know what it's all about because I, I want to be able to understand. That's when change happens. And that's yeah. why this is so important to have like these conversations. No, it's great. I mean, I cannot thank you both enough for being here and, and illuminating us on just the tip of the iceberg yeah. of what you go through. And you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm open as well and show my ignorance all the time, but uh, I, I would gladly show my ignorance if I can be corrected and, and informed. So I'm, I'm glad to have you here and to even start this conversation. I as feel long as you're okay with Lena laughing at your ignorance. <laughs> I love to laugh at ignorance. <laughs> as long as you're willing to correct, like don't stay. If, when I see people fight for their ignorance, that's what I'm like. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's. What? Oh, believe me. You're going to fight for that. Really? Yeah. Hold on, baby. Hold on. You that <laughs> and you want me to take you as seriously. No. This, is why, this is why the Facebook. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. I, I get off of social media. I don't even yeah. read comments I on mean, social media. I, I, I do believe, I do believe that that's, that was one of my answers to so many posts was just like, how many people of color have you discussed this point of view with? How many people of color have you discussed? I just kept doing that over and over and over no, again. Don't no, don't send them to us. No, yeah. get the books. <laughs> we tired. <laughs> shoot, shoot, we tired. No, you yeah. better go read a well, book or so. <laughs> this is just the beginning of the conversation. We'd probably love to have you back in the future. I think it's, I think it's a, a, a very small start. And I'm, uh, thank you so much. For, I mean, just I learned so much just in this little bit of time, and I appreciate you both being here. Um, uh, I go around usually to say where you can find people on social media. If you want to give it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine. Um, <laughs> wanna, but but just, can you tell me really, really quick, just one little piece of your project that you're doing? Because I'm a fan of yours by just sitting here, and I want to know, like, what are you working on? Um, I mean, right now, I just had a film that came out on Hulu called Driver X, so check it out. It's a really fun film with, um, yeah, it's a comedy. It's it's It was a really good time, and I'm just so happy to be creating. I finished my first screenplay, which I did not think I would do, uh, but a great this down, it's such a great feeling, because it's like, can I do this? Yeah. Oh, I can. Yes, yes, it's you like can. It's like a yes, I can moment, um, so it's. It's always nice when you're able, I found my voice this year and I, I, it's something that's so dynamic to me and it's made me really go, this has not got me down. This has made me so much more of who I am because I've really found my voice, not just through this, through as an actress or a filmmaker, but as a, a woman in this country, a black woman, I have found my voice and I'm standing in it and such a true that it's been dynamic and I'm happy. I'm really happy. Like, you see this? This is someone who's like, change is a coming and I'm ready. <laughs> uh, do you have a social media that people can follow you or look at? Uh, <laughs> um, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at, um, at just Lena Green, J-U-S-T-L-I-N-A-G-R-E-E-N, not E at the end. And then um, my film page for my filmmaking is just um, lenagreenfilms.com. Oh, check it out. 
Yay, Gabe. Uh, yep, so a couple projects. Uh, I should be finishing up a play, a play I'm writing about postpartum psychosis. Um, that should be out in a few months, but then you know how productions of plays go and everything's shut down. So we'll, we'll find out when, when that's sort of coming. The stuff that uh, Sean and I are writing and uh, just trying to, again, uh, such a wonderful reception of Vivian's Music 1969 uh, in Sedona. Would love to bring it to Los Angeles if it wasn't so expensive and if we <laughs> theater here. And then, uh, you know, Lena and I will do something because I love working with her. She's brilliant. I love you. <laughs> I miss you. So miss you as well. Uh, the Gabriel Greer at Instagram. Am I on there? Do I post all the time? No, but uh, Gabriel Greer at Facebook, look it up. I'm posting a lot lately. Uh, I will make you uncomfortable, but I will make it. Uh, You're making me uncomfortable. Comfortability. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable right now. Dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely uh, hit me up there. And also on Twitter, I think I'm the Gabriel Greer. I might just be Gabriel Greer. This is how social media I am. There you go. <laughs> uh, Roxy. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer and uh, sign me up to work with you guys too. whatever that project is. I'm, I'm, I would like to come and join yeah. anything with you guys. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome people. Very uh, talented. Yeah. Oh, you're so and yeah, I want to correct myself. I said it was episode three of Dave. It's actually episode five. The whole show's worth watching, honestly. Um, if you want to talk about complicated roles for everyone that's in that show, I think it pushes the boundaries. It's I think the show is a little messy. I don't know if it's perfect, but I think it's it's definitely worth it's, watching. It's messy. It's worth watching. It's, yeah, it's fun. It it's really fun. And yes, I was like three is a little bit early. So five, yeah, but. it was five. But the, yeah, Gata is my new favorite actor. I can't wait to see what he does. Anyway, um, my name's Jeff. You guys can find me on Twitter, Jeffrey C. Graham, and of course, keep tuning into Acting Class Weekly with Sean. It's a great show. And uh, at Sean Whalen, actor across all social media. And as always, thank you so much for letting me be part of your journey. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.